Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Blue Surge Podcast. I would like to say it's Mike alongside Joe, alongside Craig, and I'd like to praise Craig. But Craig played a little hard to get today. I'm not here for it. I'm not here for it. We are recording. We're recording a little later, a little later in the day. This is Tuesday, February 9th. It is about almost 8 p.m. our time, so Eastern time. And man, we literally typed in the same message to Craig like 47 times. And on the 48th, he's like, all right, I guess you just needed me today. I guess I'll show up this week. But I guess I'm glad he's here. Joe, how are you doing this week? Today's the last day of my vacation. I'm a little bummed out and still tired, still burnt out. But I got work tomorrow, next three days, and back off again for two. But I am okay, given what tomorrow's going to bring. So let me ask you this. So you had, what, six six days off? Yeah. Do you feel... what? What did you accomplish in those six days? I moved furniture for my parents. And then what else did you do? I played Smite. Do you think you you feel burnt out because you played too much Smite? No. No, you just keep going? Yeah. So if I said you had another six days off and all you're doing is playing Smite, would you be like excited or would you be like, I need to do something else with my life? I'd be excited. Well, more power to you. We'll We'll play after we're done recording this episode. Yeah, 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 yeah. On my end, it's been fine. Nothing crazy. Nothing nothing wacky. I mean, we've been looking for... Oh, 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 oh. Actually, Joe. No, no. There is something. It isn't just normal on my end. We found Digimon cards. <gasps> Where'd you find them? I know. We found them. I found them at the Target near me. We were talking, I think it was just last week, about how hard it was to actually find these things. Because we know Pokemon's impossible to find, but we're kind of in between sets uh, for Pokemon, so there's really not not anything to actually go purchase at the time. Um, as this ep- episode goes live on the 12th, I believe we will start getting Shining Fates product, um, but we know that we'll just get scooped up faster than anything ever has gotten scooped up before. It was around 8 a.m., because I'm a psychopath, and I grocery shop at 8 in the morning. Yeah. Are they open and that early? I got I get up at seven thirty to avoid any rushes because I don't I don't like it being like crazy, crazy packed or anything like that. So I left, I left at like eight thirty, and I'm leaving and I'm like, all right, there's a target right here. I could go check it out. Is it worth it? Do I really want to be the guy walking into a target at eight forty five in the morning? just going to the card section and then leaving disappointed. Is that the guy I want to be? And I ultimately decided yes. It did not disappoint, Joe. I literally how, walked in. How much shiny fates you get? No shiny fates. Okay. But I walked in. I see a bunch of magic because there's a new magic set. So I'm like, all right, a bunch of magic. That's cool. No Pokemon because you'd see that from a mile away. And then in the corner... Right under the Yu-Gi-Oh decks, because honestly, I'm pretty sure Target employees just think Digimon just looks like Yu-Gi-Oh. It is, isn't it? It's sort of. And they were there. Bunch of theme decks. No packs, but theme decks. So I got like, I got two of them for me. I got one for you. Ooh, thank you. And 
We will be hopefully playing soon. It is a side game. It is good to have a side game. Everyone should have a side game. That's not going to be the topic of our episode, but do you agree? Everyone should have a side game. You have to. It's it's like it's the only way to like healthily play a card game, I think. Yeah. There's only so much you can look at a meta and just be looking at the entire time and be like, huh, I can always change one card from my list here and might make it perfect. It's like any other art. It's never going to be a perfect deck. You just kind of roll with it. Yeah, it's like, oh, dude, I'm really, I'm playing Zacian ADP. What's this next set going to bring? Hmm, nothing. I'm just playing the same 60. Uh, uh, all right, all right. Well, for the next three months, I'm playing the same 60. It's it's nice to have another card game that you can kind of just step away and go play and then come back to the game. Because we both love Pokemon. Pokemon is our main game. But it's really nice to be able to go, all right, you know what? For the next month, I'm just I'm just going to play Digimon. I'm going to enjoy it. I'm going to take a break. And usually that kind of like re-energizes you for the primary primary game you play. Yep, it really does. And now that we see this next set coming out, not Shining Fates, but the uh, Urshifu sets, with the single strike mechanic and the rapid strike mechanic, we're kind of like, all right, like I'm I'm ready for this. I'm ready to go. Because the second game I picked just rebooted again. So it's like everything it's I just Vanguard bought. rebooted as well. Vanguard did Vanguard's done what we wish Pokemon's done for like the last 20 years. We Vanguard has reset itself like 74 times. There's like old Vanguard and then there's normal Vanguard, and now there's like what is it, premium? Is that what it's called? Something like that, because like the the year before, like before the pandemic hit, like we we picked up Vanguard, and it just rebooted itself, probably about two years ago. I mean, these great mechanics, a lot of cool factions, things like that. And then I thought people were joking about it in chat, but they said they were booting the game again after like play after three years. Yeah, dude, Pokemon, please listen to Vanguard. The Vanguard said we made these cards way too heavy and way too. Uh, Powercraft. Yeah, they literally reset their entire card game because the power creep was too big. I know, it's mind-boggling. As a listener of a podcast that focuses on the Pokemon trading card game, you never would have thought you would hear the words game reset because of power creep. Because all Pokemon knows how to do is just hit the forward button, just hit W on your keyboard, and you just march on. Because even Magic will say, like, you know what? Instead of just banning things, they'll make it their own little format, won't they? Well, they have a bunch of formats, but Magic has the ability, I believe, to limit. Magic has the ability to um, change things in a different way, but their game is also built differently. Um, I, I My feelings on Magic are that Magic is power crept in its mechanics, not in like its pure numbers. Yeah. Like for Pokemon, right, we see power creep in a, in a literal sense. Right, we see a tag team. We see a VMAX. VMAX hits 320, 330 HP. We, we talked about the, the the a perfect example for this power creep really is level ball, right? We're talking yeah. about how many cards you can get for level ball back in the day when I was when I first started with um, uh, Circle Circuit, Raichu, and and Lycanroc GX. We had the whole uh, the Skyfield thing. So back then, like. Level Ball got me everything I needed except for Lycanroc GX. Everything. And now I can only grab minimal things now. That's how Power Crept happened. This is probably in the last two to three years. Yeah, I mean, we literally see it. Like, 
we talked to our friends who play the theme deck meta. And they're like, oh, man, I'm going for this. What are we? What was it? Our buddy was going for the Eevee Snorlax on the Versus ladder. And this thing hits for some damage. And we're like, well, not, not really. And they're like, what are you talking about? These are huge numbers. It's like, well, all right. Well, let me introduce you to card A, B, C, D, and E. And then let me really talk to you about big numbers. And this is just kind of what the game's doing. And this isn't even a rant on like Pokemon section. This is just us talking about a card game we're getting into and bringing up examples that's like, hey, we love what this card game's doing. It's making us want to play it. Pokemon, we love it. We adore it. It's the thing we're passionate about the most. Obviously, this is episode 98, right? We're almost 100 episodes straight, no breaks. So clearly we love the card game. But it's good to see other, other examples and go, hey, that's awesome. We need to do more of that. Because if you reset the card game, and we won't go on this tangent for very much longer, but if you reset the card game, it doesn't change the market value of it. It doesn't change the craze over collecting the cards. All it does is make the competitive scene a little fresher, which, again, there's literally no, no downside of it. And I do see a reboot happening in the next couple of years. Because eventually Pokemon's going to get to a point to which they have to. There's going to be no choice. Um, if the power creep keep, keeps happening, they won't have another option. So I would bet by 2024, 2025, we are looking at a reboot for the game. Um, and I and we record this, right? So it's it's set in stone. I would not be shocked if in 2025, Pokemon goes, hey, we're we're hitting the reboot because we're getting to like five prize cards and we just... You can't go to a six prize card. You you cannot get to a part where literally one card ends the game. Well, hopefully they'll mount it at Worlds or something. Something, right? We see card games do this, and sure, it kind of puts everyone in a, in a flurry. It kind of scrambles everyone for a little bit because now the format you knew is no longer a thing, and all the cards you had before are sort of irrelevant. That being said, though, I do think it would be healthier moving forward. Uh, and I think that you could almost set it up in a way to where you reset the game, but put it on a delay where it's like, okay, for the next year, we're going to be printing the new cards for the rebooted game. However, we are still going to have standard tournaments for the old game for a year. So the cards you've bought, the cards you want to use, you can use them and you have an entire year to prepare for the new format and kind of run two formats at the same time and kind of see uh, who, who plays what. But that's a conversation for another day. On the docket, we have three things. We have, yet again, I don't McDonald's. Go you, McDonald's. You've made it into our podcast for three shows in a row. Second nuggets. Once again. We are going to talk about Pokemon Worlds and the announcement that recently happened as early as literally today. And then we're going to talk about some news we found out about one of the upcoming sets that features our dear friend, Evie. So we're going to jump right into the first part. McDonald's, again, shout outs to you. We're getting ready for the show. I go, all right, Joe, here's what we got. We got McDonald's and he cuts me off and you go, what, again? Where are we already, like, aren't these things just out now? Can we be done talking about McDonald's? I'm tired of chicken nuggets right now. I can't have any more chicken nuggets. I, I'd, I'd smack some McNugs right now. I'd be ready for it. But we did get some more specific news because they do come with quote-unquote toys. And there's some interesting stuff here. If you're someone that's looking to collect them, which I know there's a number of people that are, 
Um, they should be out starting today when we record, and then everyone should have them out by the time the episode goes live, which is Friday. So you can get these cards alongside four items, and we'll only talk about this for a minute. You can get a cardboard deck box, which is like a foldable, and it features each generation. So there's a deck box for each generation. I think that's really cool. I think a lot of people will collect that. Next, you have a sticker set, one for each generation. Again, I think that's really cool. You then have another option, which is a cardboard plastic card holder. I think that's pretty irrelevant. Fourth one, you have some big stickers for each generation. And they all come with the same pack, like the four-card booster pack. I think all of these are pretty meh, except for the deck box, because I just think it's cool that they made one for each generation. Um, I don't think it's going to be big enough to actually hold a deck. I think it's going to be more of a collector purpose, but I do think it's cool that there's one for each generation because there's even more to collect there. And I think for people that like to kind of gather these special edition stuff, I think that's really cool. Is there anything you want to say about McDonald's before we move on, except for saying something about McNuggets? McNuggets. All right, moving on. Thank you to McDonald's. McDonald's, if you find a way into our episodes for a fourth week in a row, I, we're going to start, we're going to, I don't know what we're going to do. We're going to change this to the blue McDonald podcast or the like, I the will blue... eat tr- 20 chicken nuggets live in person while we record. Joe will eat 20 chicken nuggets while we record, which literally just turns into us listening to Joe chew food and breathe very, very heavily. McDonald's do not do this to us because that will be episode 99. And I just can't have that happening. And you know what? If we have another McDonald's thing on the 100th episode, I'll eat 40 nuggets. Please help me. All right, we're going to move on. I know the cap's 412. Let, let, all right, the next piece of news. Before the steam rolls into another tangent. On a more somber note, Pokemon World has officially announced that they will be delayed until the year of 2022. Um, we knew that Worlds was going to be delayed, obviously, once the pandemic hit the way it did in March. Um, we kind of saw that coming. There was a thought out there uh, as to whether or not they would actually end up having Worlds in 2021, what that would look like. Would they do something online? Would there be a hybrid of sorts? And officially, Pokemon has come out that they will be delaying Worlds. It will be in London still as it was supposed to be in 2020, but it will be next year. So this August, we will not be having a Worlds again. Um, Just based on guidelines, whether it's flying, whether it's bringing people in from all over the world, I think it's just a little too hard to manage everything. Joe, are you shocked by this? I I feel like this was known. We just never had official word on it. Um, I'm not shocked, no. The thing that I'm curious most about is people are concerned about their play points from uh, the 2020 season, the 2019-2020 season, and now we're going to have forgo the 2021 season pretty much. Like, there's there's Pokemon things, things that Pokemon are doing, like uh, the tournaments or the Players' Cup or whatever. But those aren't really anything like going to League Challenges or League Cups, things like that. At what point do you tell all the people and say, you know what? 
we hit the reset button with the points and at a certain point to say, all right, we start from scratch. We can't carry over anymore. It's like, at what point do you let that go? I think you let it go now. You say we're just going to cancel out. We're, we're going to play for a small prize. Like we'll have tournament. Like they should have tournaments here and there for, for money, but like no points really. You, you have to do it now. And I'll tell you why you have to do it now because two years removed. So many things change. Some people will not be playing the game anymore, which leaves a lot of openings. The format will have changed dramatically to the point at which Worlds 2020, that would have been the start of VMAX, really. Kind of like the beginning of it getting going. And now we're going to have a Worlds where, assumably, VMAX is going to be on its way out in certain ways. And maybe not, right? Two years from now, VMAX should still be around, but you get what I'm saying. We're literally, we ushered in a mechanic and we're literally going to be essentially having its 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 last hurrah by the time Worlds happens, including like the new supporter rule that got brought back, right? I don't think any of that was even used in an official sanction. So, so many things change that... You can't hold that. You just can't hold it. Uh, uh, I, I feel for those players, both VGC, TCG, Pokin. I, I really do. I don't think a lot of people are going to be banging doors down over it, though. I think so much time has passed, so much has changed, that you just can't. It, although what we do know is that they will be honoring all invitations. I do know that. 2020... Yeah, if you already were invited to Worlds in 2020, you are getting an invitation. As to your points chasing a Worlds invite, I just don't think that should be kept. I I guess if it does, it's not the end of the world. Again, usually the people that are chasing those points end up going to Worlds one way or another. Um, I just think that... I guess I guess I'll put it this way. The players that are going to compete for Worlds that have not gotten an invitation yet, they're either going to be competing again or they ran out of time to and they couldn't do it anyway. You know what I mean? Like, I I really would be shocked if someone almost made it to Worlds in 2020 and then two years from now, either A, doesn't have the fire to keep competing but still wants to make Worlds or just has the time to. Like there there's never there's not going to be a person that doesn't want to compete for points but still wants to go to worlds. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like who who's going to do that? Who's going to be a pro or someone at that level and go, "Oh, you know, I'm one win away from qualifying for worlds from 2 years ago, but I'd rather just do one tournament and then just wait till worlds." No one no one's going to do that. This is a competitive card game. They're going to keep playing. Because they have to. They have to stay on top of a meta. They have to compete. Um, so I think those people are going to compete anyway. I don't know. I, I guess I could kind of... I'm going in circles here. But at the end of the day, I, I do think that points should be removed. And then I, I think you agree with me on that? Uh, yeah. They sh- For the next season, they should restart. Once in-person play starts again, they should stay. You know what? This is where we're going to start now. Yeah, it's just... Uh, we hate to see the fact that this has been delayed for another year because it also probably means that regionals... It, it means we're going through another year that we actually just went through. 
and you hope that by country by country basis, Pokemon's always said, if things start to be opened up, they will have events, but we're not going to see internationals. We're not going to see regionals. I imagine it's going to be at most like a league cup or things like that. Um, I don't see a lot of travel happening at the moment because if you're Pokemon and you're running events like that, you're going to have to start either providing testing materials for COVID, requiring a vaccine. You know what I mean? You're going to have to start protecting yourself as, a, as an organization, and that could be pretty costly as well. Anything else you want to say on the delay, Joe? Nope. Yeah, it's a bummer, but it's not shocking, and, and I just hope that throughout the next year we take a bigger jump than what we did. You know, the Players' Cups are cool, but I think Pokemon could learn a lot from what Limitless has been doing and from what other tournament circuits have been doing and really build up that scene and keep people excited to play the game. Because there's a lot of cool stuff coming out, as we're going to get into here very soon. Um, but if there's not effective ways to play the game outside of PTCGO, they they shouldn't just rely on these underground circuits to keep things going. Because while they are awesome, while they do provide an accurate meta, I just don't think it's going to fuel a player base in a way that um, a new card game, like we're talking about with Digimon, or a rebooted game like Vanguard, there, there's no... Or, or even a client like Magic, Legends of Runeterra. There are online clients that are so much better than PTCGO. You need to provide a way to motivate and move forward. All right. The next thing on the list. We have the EV hero set. We got some news there. As of right now, what we've learned is the EV hero set will release on May 28th in Japan. It will feature all eight evolutions as Pokemon V. The Vaporeon, Jolteon, Flareon, Espeon, Umbreon, Glaceon, Leafeon, and Sylveon will all have a V. Four of them will also have a VMAX. We don't know which ones. Um, you, I would assume it's probably going to be the three originals and Sylveon. That would be my guess. Yeah, also, that or, or Umbreon. Don't you think Espeon will get one too then? Mm. Well, it's got to be Sylveon or Espeon, right? Because they share the same color. Yeah. But like, so, so, oh, I had... Sylveon would be hard, though, because there's no fairy type anymore, so it'd be weird to give one that. And and Sylveon's gotten a lot more love than Espeon has as of late, although Espeon and Umbreon did have tag teams. Yeah. Anyways. I mean, but it's worth the conversation, right? Mm -hmm. So we know that's happening. We know that there's going to be VMAXs. What we also found out is that this set will also have Pokemon that hold the single and rapid strike mechanics. I think that's the biggest news out of everything. So in this set, we will still continue to get cards that have those attributes of rapid strike, single strike, just like the new set will have that features Urshifu, which tells me that we could also be getting more support as the time goes on. I don't think this is something that we've seen very often, Joe, do you remember it was Ancient Origins, correct, that had the like the uh, Omega cards with the abilities where like they could attack twice or... I know I've opened up cards from that pack and have the, the ancient, or, uh, ancient abilities. 
primal primal abilities yeah i i don't know if that extended beyond that set i'd have to go back and look i don't know offhand either i think it did i'm not 100 percent sure i'd have to go look into it later but i think this is really cool how do you feel about the fact that we're going to have this mechanic going forward i don't know how long but we know we're going to get it for multiple sets I like the current support that is already out there. I like what I've seen so far, so I'm excited to see more of it. What I like a lot about it, there's a lot of single prizers that attach their name to the Rapid Strike or the Single Strike stamp. So I'm excited for the possibilities of what's going to open up for those faction of cards. Because you're mixing and and matching the Rapid Strike and, and Single Strike stuff. Uh, which will be exciting for me because that means gets me out of some of the two prize meta, three prize meta a little bit. Yeah, I agree. I, I think I don't think we'll see as many trainers. I think it'll mainly just be Pokemon. Yeah. Because like you said, we have stadiums. We have special energy. We have energy search. We have energy retrievals. We have specific search cards already for these mechanics. The only thing left, like you said, is more supporting Pokemon. Hopefully, single prizers. What I don't want to see is like single strike Umbreon VMAX or rapid strike Jolteon VMAX. That's what I hope I don't see. Sounds pretty scary. Yeah, because we, we need to be careful with how we creep these cards again, can creep that mechanic. I, I don't think they're going to venture very far outside of dark water fighting, though. You think just for typings for the VMAXs? Yeah. Well, there's no fighting. You know what I mean? Not Oh, not for EVs, but like I'm, I'm saying the Rapid Strike and Single Strike, from what I've seen so far, I could be wrong, but it's either water fighting or dark fighting. Because of the Urshifu types you're saying? Yeah, because the, the special energies count for fighting water or dark fighting. Interesting. No, that's a good point. I know, I know. So I know Snorlax is a single strike, and I had to go back and look. But I think for the most part, you're right. So maybe they will stick to that trend again. The one that comes off of my head is I do know that Snorlax, being a colorless normal type Pokemon, is a single strike card that is coming out as a promo for Japan. I, I'm assuming we're going to get it in a set. Um, but remember, wasn't Rillaboom the Rillaboom and Cinderace that they showed? Those were also Rapid and single strike, weren't they? Uh, possibly. I'm trying to recall now. Yeah, I I believe when they came out that the Rillaboom and the Cinderace were rapid and single strike cards. So maybe they will be willing to venture out of that. But I think that's a good point that you brought up because that's something that we probably haven't mentioned or even thought about because we thought it was just going to be in one set. So, but we'll we'll see kind of as that continues. On top of that news, we will also be getting what look like potential theme decks or at least like arena decks or something on may 28th in japan they will see two high class decks one of them features gengar vmax and the other one features inteleon vmax they will come bundled together as a double box just kind of like the blastoise and venusaur v from last week and they will include promo versions of tyranitar v and Empoleon V, respectively. This is really cool, because you assume that these will be theme decks, 
kind of like Venusaur. And maybe this is what level three looks like, right? I mean, you have a V Max and a V. Wouldn't that you? I'm guessing that's going to be what a level three, like new theme deck looks like, correct? Maybe it's hard to tell with. Well, if level one Battle V decks were level one, I'm afraid what they're going to do with three. I imagine this is going to be three, right? Possibly. It. I'm curious in how they're going to judge the jump and. Difficulty, I guess. I think they're just going to hammer it through like everything else. You know what I mean? We think this is a three, so we'll label it as three. Yeah, they're like, uh, one star, one V, three star V backs, and then some of the most playable cards out of the new sets. Let's go. V battle decks. Mm. I mean, I mean, it is cool though, right? I mean, Inteleon V max and Empoleon, that's a pretty cool combo to have in a deck. Of course it is. Pre-built. They're two awesome Pokemon, but they're also two stage twos. I know it doesn't matter for V and V maxes, but support, I don't know what they're gonna do. It'll be it'll be interesting to see. The other thing that's interesting about this is we can confirm that Gengar will be a dark type because of the Ooh. new poison change. This is the first time in the card game that Gengar has been a dark type. So in order to represent its poison typing, they are deciding to go away from that psychic typing. Again, it's never happened before with Gengar. So that's just a cool little fun fact that was provided via Poke Beach. Is there anything else you want to say about these? No, we can speculate all day long, but I, I'm excited to see what Gengar does. Yeah, me too, man. Gengar is usually pretty good. Gengar is a card that Gengar is a Pokemon that TPCI treats well. I think it's very rare that we have an unplayable Gengar card. Like Gengar and Mimikyu, I think is pretty sweet, but didn't get as much use as I thought it would. Yeah. It, well, it did. It had it. It had its niche moments. It was good enough to be a deck, right? Yeah, and I tried it to be a deck on its own. Didn't work out. But... The pro the problem with Gengar Mimikyu was it's kind of like I don't know, man. That's you like could, a you could play around it. Really, you could play around it, but if you were playing that deck, it was kind of like it wasn't a scumbag move. But if that deck worked, your opponent just couldn't really play the game, right? I mean, it locked you down prevented you from playing certain cards and you just kind of had to sit there for a couple turns and take it and i played it if you could do it right yeah yeah it just didn't feel good it didn't feel good to play the card um but the only other thing we can add on to this news is that we know that or we can at least assume that this will not be the set that has v union v star or any of this fusion stuff i feel like we would have heard about it in these kind of like newsletters in japan so our new mechanic will be probably waiting longer. I imagine we will be getting that as kind of like our world's mechanic, right? That's a, that's, yeah. that's what I'm going to assume we're going to see. Let's, let's take one mechanic at a time. Let's just deal with Rapid Strike and, and, and Single Strike. What, you don't want Rapid, Single, V, Union, V, Star, and Fusion Arts all within four months of each other? Only if they're Shiny Charizards, yeah. but Only if it's Shiny Charizard versus Shiny Pikachu VMAX versus... Eating a Chicken Nugget. Eating a chicken nugget. You can make that an alternative art Pikachu VMAX just pounding down nugs. <laughs> it's just the McDonald's promo. Pikachu. Why did they do that? Why? Wait, hold on. Wait, rewind. Chunkachu. The podcast starts with McDonald's and it ends with McD's, as it should. Why is there not a Pikachu VMAX eating chicken McNuggets as like the prime 25th anniversary promo? With a McDonald's stamp holographic on it. They could have done like the, the you know how they have the alternative basics that they've been coming out with? Yeah. They could have done like a Charizard, like chomping down a Big Mac. 
as an alternative art. You could have had Pikachu chomping on some nugs. Grookey just playing his french fries instead of the sticks. Snorlax doing whatever he wants because it works perfectly. Man, honestly, why are we doing a podcast? We could just be marketing for them and just making them gobs of money. With that said, though, we appreciate your time this week. This was a very tangenty podcast episode, but again, I think that's what we do well when it comes down to it. We appreciate the support every single week that you give us, guys. We thank you so much for listening to the episode. And with that said, we will see you next time.